0: The professional's choice what's up guys we're back with another podcast and I'm actually on a job site today Um, I'm recording this from the roof just because I don't really have any other time so I thought I'd take a couple minutes to do the intro for this while I'm working away I'm changing a bunch of filters today Um, That's pretty much all I've done today and I'm not a fan fan of changing filters and I'll tell you why. I hate lugging them around. I hate trying to get them to the roof or wherever they gotta go. I hate trying to find a spot to throw them out because a lot of people, they don't want you to throw their filters out on their own site because it takes up space in their bin. They need that bin for for other stuff and I can understand why because filters, if there's a lot of them, they do take up a lot of space. Um, one thing that I've heard a lot of guys doing, and I think it's a great idea actually, and I should pass this on to you right now, is that when you're done pulling the filter out of the machine, place it in a bag instead of back in the box. Now, I, I've always put it back in the box, closed the box up. Now, this might not be the best idea because once that box is in your truck, you hit a bump, it falls over, it opens up, the dust gets on your tools and inside the back of your truck, now you're breathing that stuff in. So if you put them in a bag, you're gonna avoid breathing in the dust that the filters are trapping. So next time I'm at a supermarket, I'm gonna to try to remember this as best I can, is to buy the biggest garbage bag there is and start trying to throw these things into bags. And I mean, you could do this very easily. You could keep, garbage bags are pretty compact, right? You can pull out 10 of them out of the box and maybe throw them in your tool pouch. That way you're always reminded of it and that way they're always there. Anyway, we got a great podcast for you today. Um, we have another Armstrong representative on, Stephen Lane, and he's going to go through some some small case studies. Um, we're going to touch on them briefly about how Armstrong was approached and how Armstrong created solutions for some buildings to save a whole whack of dough. Now, these aren't just um, little buildings. Um, one of them being the Glendale Arena um, that the Phoenix coyotes play out of in Arizona or actually they're called the Arizona coyotes now I believe so anyway that's one of the buildings we're gonna touch on and how um, Armstrong was was able to save these four buildings quite a bit of dough and when you save people money that makes people happy so this is the HVAC know-it-all podcast I'm not in a good mood because I'm changing filters But Armstrong put some customers in a good mood, and that's what we're here to talk about today. This is the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. So we got to roll out the sponsorship train like we do every podcast because that's only fair. Because guess what? HVAC Know-It-All wouldn't be able to grow and prosper the way it has over the last couple of years without sponsorship. And that's truth. Hashtag truth. All the little side projects like the podcast, the website, probably wouldn't even exist. Okay, so at the end of the sponsorship train, chugga-chugga-choo-choo, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to fill you in on a new sponsor, HVAC No. It All has, and I'll tell you why I decided to work with them. It wasn't, a, it was... It wasn't something that was a phone call, hey, you want to work together? No. It was a long, drawn-out process, and I'll tell you about it in just a second. So Testo was the first sponsor of HVACno at all, and I got to give love. Testo has great products out there. Guys, if you haven't been to their website to check out some of their great products, I suggest you go, because they have industry-leading products out there. Testo.com. Check it out. Yellow Jacket has been in the business for years. On their website, yellowjacket.com, there's tools they've had for years I didn't even know they had that can help you out or help anybody out in this trade. So go check out yellowjacket.com. Um, refrigeration technologies. CEO, chemist, and HVAC tech all wrapped up in one. That's John Pastorello. How could you go wrong with getting your chemicals from a guy that's a chemist and an HVAC tech? Can't go wrong. Especially with that Nylog stuff. Come on. Refrigetech.com, Check them out. Um, Field Pulse. They're still offering that 14-day free trial for you guys. Still up for grabs. And when it's over, the cost to continue the service is very, very little. So... You guys want to go paperless, check out Field Pulse and their 14-day free trial. Go to Field Pulse, or Field Pulse, getting all kerfuffled. FieldPulse.com forward slash HVAC, know it all. Um, Armstrong, well, on this podcast, you're going to hear Stephen Lane talk to you about many different ways that Armstrong saved Customers, some buildings, money. Now, you can do this when you know your products like the back of your hand. You can do this when you know HVAC like the back of your hand. So stay tuned to Stephen Lane and the case studies he's going to present us. You guys know the drill with True Tech Tools. Save eight percent on your purchase at TrueTechTools.com with promo code Know It All. K A K N O W I T A L L. And that excludes Fluke and Fleer products, unfortunately. But to save on the Testo gear, go to my website on the homepage, the True Tech Tools logo, click on it. It'll bring you to a page. Answer the two questions. Make sure you said or you say, HVAC Know i All sent you. Man, what's wrong with me today? HVAC Know It All sent you. And when you sign into your True Tech Tools account, you will see preferred Testo pricing. Now, on to the new sponsor, Cool Air Products. They make a couple of kick-ass products for the industry, AC Smart Seal External and AC Smart Seal Internal, like an internal sealant that you put into an AC when you have pinhole leaks or formicary corrosion. Um, I just did a, a video, it's on my YouTube channel of AC Smart Seal External and how it sealed a hole in a pipe made by a 516 inch screw okay I went through the steps on the bag cleaned the pipe up pull the vacuum cured cured the uh, the putty and it held at 415 psi no soap bubbles over an hour you guys can check that video out on YouTube on my YouTube channel HVAC know-it-all okay and the internal the sealant that you inject into a system I injected this into a system many, many months ago. Now, this, I gotta explain this to you. This sponsorship is months in the making. Because I said, I gotta know that these products work before I tell anybody to go purchase them. I have to know. So it was in December, first week of December of last year, that I put AC Smart Seal. Injected it into a system. Now this system was about 15 or 16 years old. It was a two-ton split system for a walk-in cooler. The thing had refrigerant tags like uh, an inch thick. I got a picture of it. I got a picture of the tags that was tucked inside of the little, uh, the, the little uh, plastic case in the unit, little plastic holder. So the evaporator was changed like three or four years ago, but still, every six or seven months, things got a little leak. Short of gas, just a little bit. You can see sight glass bubbling. You can see a bit of um, an efficiency drop just by how long the thing is running to cool the the cooler down, the walk-in. So I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna try this out. I've always been skeptical of this kind of stuff. And My bad thinking everything was going to harden up and clog up a system. I didn't know there was a difference between polymer based and oil based now I do. Polymer based stuff is the stuff that has been clogging up systems and hardening and congealing or or Whatever the word you want to use when it hits air and moisture oil based stuff doesn't do that. Now I put it in I had my testal gauges on that system. I've had my testal gauges on that system. A few times since, my gauges are still working. Okay, that they, they, they've been exposed to air. My hoses have been exposed to air. Nothing's clogged up inside. The system has not had a leak in about ten months now. It has shown no signs of losing refrigerant in about ten months, because it was about ten months ago I put it in. But the first week of of December. Now we're moving into the first week of October next week. So back to why I chose them as a sponsor, because I tried both of their products and they worked for me. And I started coming up with scenarios of of how and where you could use these products. I'm not going to go through all of those right now, but just know that they do work. External could get you out of a jam. A unique jam where you can't Braze for some reason or you can't get a torch at it or if it's an aluminum coil Something along those lines the internal sealant. Well a Unit that's out of warranty. It's got some formicary evaporator corrosion pinhole leaks Customer can't afford a new unit right now. You could try it out It may get you by until the customer can afford to purchase a new system Okay, because not everybody, everybody's like, oh, just replace the system, just replace the system. Guess what? In the world of happy, fantastic um, HVAC hour, maybe that's okay. But in real life, you can't just say, I'm replacing this and the customer's going to hand you over thousands of dollars. It doesn't work like that. So my new thing is a tech needs a bag of solutions, not just one solution you need multiple and varying solutions to get a customer buy because it, you think about it guys your customer is who pays you the money all right they pay their they pay your boss your boss pays you or if you're the boss the customer pays you keeping a customer happy having a solution for them is going to keep you maintaining your business and growing your business. Now, that being said, if you can fix a leak with a torch that's blatantly plain to see, go ahead and do that. But like I said, formicary corrosion in evaporators that the leak is so small, it doesn't even show bubbles. And you have a seasonal leak year after year after year. You leak check it, you can't find anything. What are you gonna be? You gonna gas and go? You're wasting refrigerant. You're wasting the customer's money. I put it in a system, I was skeptical, but my gauges are not damaged and the system is leak free. So that's all I wanted to say. They're a new sponsor, Cool Air Products, check out their stuff. I've tested it myself and I know that it works.
1: Hello, Mr. speaking. Hey, Mr. Lane, how you doing?
2: I'm doing fine. Thanks. How
1: are you? Sir? Um, I'm doing awesome. How's how's your day going so far? It's
2: right. going okay. It's uh, busy here, but we got a uh, bunch of stuff done this morning, so I'm I'm on a roll.
1: Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually downtown Toronto doing some some maintenance today. Earlier today, I uh I opened up a makeup air unit, and inside there was. The, the the building operator calls them spring flies. they Are these tiny tiny little flies with two wings? Um, but they're they're so minute, and there's this this cabinet, the blower cabinet, is just filled with them. So I had to get a, a broom and a brush. And he never had an extension cord long enough to bring to the roof, so we just had to do our best to brush them out. But man, and these <laughs> these filters were plug solid. And I'm like, well, I hope you got a mask for me because I am cleaning this stuff out without a mask. We got to get that. We got to get that PP on correctly, right, and protect ourselves.
2: Yeah, 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 do that. So are they going to be happy in the end?
1: Oh yeah, we got those. We got those. Nobody knew they were in there. That's the thing, right? But who knows what kind of, who knows what's in the air with those those bugs sitting, (laughs) dead bugs sitting in the cabinet of the blower section of the
2: the makeup there. There's there's a story that goes around Armstrong about a time where uh, a customer called us for help. And couldn't really understand what was wrong with the system. I think it was to do with a fan that was not working properly, and they couldn't see what the issue was. And someone finally looked like right down in and found out the raccoon had died.
1: Oh wow! Uh, and, and
2: and was was on top of the fan and preventing it from turning.
1: <laughs> wow. So I during during my course of of time operating on on social media here, I've seen so many pictures of dead animals inside. Of units like you you name it like rats mice um insects uh i've seen a lot of pictures of snakes actually too it's it's actually yeah. pretty yeah pretty freaky like you open up a a panel that might be uh 12 by 6 type thing kind of like a, a long sort of horizontal electrical panel and inside there's there's a snake wrapped up in all the electrics it's it's, it's <laughs> incredible <laughs> that that would be that would be more and in, down in the in the southern states and not like florida and stuff like that sure but i mean it, it it's scary stuff to see that i i would actually i i would scream like a like a girl if i open up a panel and i saw a snake in there i, I, def- <laughs> I definitely i definitely <laughs> okay so we have a few things to talk about um on tap and and i know you're going to get to some uh some, some case studies, and we're going to briefly discuss each one, um, kind of summarize them up on how we save some money. And that all leads back to um, bullet points like pump configuration, uh, pump control, and how that provides efficiency. Packaging capabilities, which I'm going to get back to in one second. Um, system-wide control, recommissioning versus optimization. Now, before we move on, I want to just um ask you what your your background is kind of in, in in the field of HVAC. Now I know you're not technically um from from the HVAC background, but how did you get to Armstrong and, and start working with them?
2: Yeah sure. It it, it starts um uh, the the journey starts with uh working a couple of years at Schneider Electric. Um uh or I've been, I think globally known as Group Schneider, but um worked with them for a couple of years and got some and a technical uh, uh, understanding, working with selling and and marketing electrical components, uh, and then stepped away from that uh, to work at a web design firm for a while, um, uh, and then joined Armstrong. There was an opportunity to get in with them, to help them with developing literature and and, uh, communications components. So it's been a role for a long time of... uh, Finding the right way to explain the technical solutions, and I just appear to have fallen into that. I, I, you know, it was never really the plan uh, to, to be here so many years, but here I am, 16 years later, uh, you know, still at Armstrong, and still helping them in the same kind of situation, explaining technical solutions uh, where we're we're trying to innovate uh, and, and push forward, you know, new solutions, new ideas. And that's something that you always have to uh um, have to describe properly,
1: yeah, and speaking with um you are the fourth um representative from Armstrong that I've spoken to on the podcast in the last uh five to six weeks or so, and you guys are you guys every single person I talk to um you guys all have the same sort of mindset and same kind of vision i mean nobody has it's like you guys are a team, you know what I mean? Um and, and I I really get that feeling from you guys because you all have that vision in mind to to move um the industry into the future and as far as efficiency goes and and, and just making things easier for for the industry.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. Good
1: yeah it's really it's really exciting that that you guys have that mindset so back to the bullet points that i i listed earlier pump config pump control packaging capabilities recommissioning versus optimization and system wide control there's a couple of them um that kind of stand out to me and i just kind of wanted you to explain what these bullet points uh, mean? Like, so first of all, packaging capabilities. When, when you when you say packaging capabilities, what, what do you mean by that?
2: Well, just the idea that I mean there's there's a choice for for building owners and contractors to purchase uh, HVAC components loose and have them shipped to site and and install them and assemble them on site, or you can have them put together in, into a single package, and they'll be factory built. They factory tested as a complete unit and then it ships to site as one unit that installs really. Uh okay. you know, and so it doesn't work for everybody, that's that's not everybody's um, solution. But for a lot of people in a lot of situations, that's that's really what they want and need.
1: Um, I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, for me, that's what I would want because I I, I went to um Ikea recently with my wife. And and when we bring a box home from Ikea and I have to build it, I can't stand it. <laughs> I, I would much prefer the piece of furniture be delivered fully intact and I just put it into place and that's it. So for me, uh, packaging capabilities with everything put together already, uh, that, that would be a definite uh, bonus and benefit for me. And if it is for me, I'm sure other people feel that same way.
2: Yeah, yeah, a lot, and a lot of people do. So we we are doing more and more of that work. And as I say, it doesn't work for everybody, but a lot of people really see the value, and that's pretty neat, you know. Because we, you know, Armstrong can step up and be more to the market and to the customer because we can, you know, we can give our assurance, right? This is this is uh, ISO certified facility mm-hmm. uh, where, where we build all the packages, so that so that factory tested to an ISO requirement, and that's really great. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's uh, something we're, we're trying to uh, put out as well.
1: Okay, and then the next one that kind of um, stands out to me is recommissioning versus um, optimization. What what exactly does that mean?
2: Well, recommissioning to me is... is Checking on the HVAC components and setting them back the way they were, you know, meant to be operated when they were originally installed. Because mm-hmm. there are those kinds of situations that come up where operators will, uh, you know, either because they feel like they know what's needed and they change the settings, or sometimes they change the settings temporarily and... Uh, Forget to change them back, so whatever you know, why? However, does it, it happen? After a while, systems kind of go out of tune, if you will, uh, and and they lose their efficiency because they're not they're not set to run the, the way they were when they were commissioned. So recommissioning is just a very standard. Let's put it back the way it was this I, is op- I, optimization.
1: So yeah, bad. I was just going to say I can totally relate to that because I have a few buildings where there's operators. And you go in and and like the dials have all been changed and buttons have been pressed and stuff like that and you're like whoa, whoa what the hell happened here like why no wonder this boiler's going off on high limit you just <laughs> you turned the high limit set point down thinking it was the set point for the the system and tra- you know what I mean I, so I totally get this recommissioning uh, terminology so go on uh, versus optimization go on with that.
2: Yeah, well, optimization is just sort of the next level service to that. Again, we're offering out to the market to say, okay, so the building, uh, you know, there, there are learnings to be had as you go along, uh, both, you know, both in terms of just getting to know the equipment and how it operates in your environment, and then, you know, staying in close contact with the equipment as it ages, because as it ages, the efficiency levels of each component can change. So if you're optimizing, you're checking out regularly to make sure that the whole system is running as well as it can, not just running the way it was originally set. Let's optimize it today, and then we'll check again six months out, and we'll optimize it again because it's older, that kind of thing. You know, and there's savings to be had from that kind of a practice.
1: Yeah, I, I, I get that too, because um, I've seen it where a building goes up brand new and Whoever installs the, the equipment and commissions it, okay, it's fine for a month or so. But then they start adding um, more people, more load. They start adding this. Yeah. They start adding that. They start adding lights. And nobody changes anything, right? No. And they go, well, why isn't my system running? Well, you guys have changed a whole bunch of things in, in this building. We need to go back and reassess what's been changed and now um, dial in the equipment to, to the changes that yeah. you've made. And pe- people yeah. always say to me, oh, it's brand new. It's brand new. Why do I have so many problems? And and to, to, to be honest with you, Steve, I have seen more problems with brand new equipment than I've seen with equipment that's been running for three years, because the equipment that's been up and running for three years, uh, we've we've had the experience to see how it's been running. And we've been able to make the, ch- the appropriate changes um, to that equipment to um, basically to, to the environment that it's in. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly
2: right. Now I might have the number wrong for for a, a person in a building. Is it is it a thousand BTUs per hour that uh, a body adds to a building?
1: I, you know what? I used to know the number when I was back in in trade school, but okay. I would have to look that up. I'm not I'm not
2: 100% sure. <laughs> not insignificant though. So if a building staffs up, or like if a company if they add people and computers, all of a sudden things are different.
1: Oh yeah, and then people put up walls. They put up walls and make make new offices, and then like, well why don't I have any return air? Well, that's because you never told us you were putting up a wall and you never told us to come in and and add some return air or extra air or take take away air, you know what I mean
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: right so so cool, so you have some some brief kind of case studies for us, and these aren't just like itty bitty buildings these are these are some big this is some big stuff like glendale arena delta hotel Um, we got a london admin tower and that's london england by the way not london ontario Um, and then we got a london condo tower right so we have four small case studies that you just wanted to discuss and and let us know how you guys were able to save um a buttload of money for these people by just doing some of the the, these bullet points that, that we've discussed previously right
2: Absolutely, yeah, and and you're right. Uh, there's there's a stunning amount of money to be saved uh, for some for some not too difficult decisions. But anyway, yeah, I can I can launch into these and maybe you know jump in if I if, if, if there's something that comes that doesn't sound right or if you have a question or something like that.
1: Okay, so you know? we yeah sure. Let's start off with uh, Glendale Delarino.
2: Okay. So yeah, the, the story there, this is, this is the home of the Phoenix Coyotes. Uh, so when that arena was being built, it was meant to be, uh, an arena plus multi-use. I think the plan was for a shopping center, condo tower. Uh, but they came to us originally for the arena and said, Hey, can we have a quote on some horizontal pumps? And we said, you know, yes, sure, but can we also quote you on vertical inline pumps? Uh, and they said fine. So we went back to them with a quote and a a redesign on their mechanical room. And so vertical inline, because it installed, the pumps can install closer together. Uh, That meant that you're saving floor space. But in this case, the, the most interesting part was that everything was installed closer together, so we're saving pipe length. So we saved them... Over a thousand twenty, yeah, so a thousand twenty-eight feet of pipe. That was the number.
1: Wow. And that
2: was that was ninety-seven thousand dollars in pipe cost alone saved, and then labor to install uh, was another thirty-five thousand dollars that we saved them to install all that pipe, uh, and and uh, and all of the friction, you know, for the life of the system. Now. The, the friction calculations for water flowing through pipe are, uh, are not that easy, I gather. But still, uh, friction through a thousand feet is, is not nothing. Um, anyway, now now here's where it kind of turns fun for me. Because they originally planned the mixed use section of the, the condo in the mall, they had figured on using, they had figured on erecting a completely separate building to house the second. Mechanical room. And they came back to us and said, Well, you saved us so much space in the original mechanical room, we don't even have to build that second building. So, just through the change of going from end suction to vertical inline, we saved them the pipe and the piping labor and $400,000 for a building that they did not have to erect.
1: That's incredible. So, let, let me ask you this. Was it the, um, so when they came to you and said, Can we get a quote on um, the original? pump uh, style they wanted was that the engineer of uh, or the architect or who was that that came to you
2: uh my understanding was that that was the contractor came to us
1: oh the contractor okay yeah so that's that's the benefit of going to the manufacturer who's a professional on their on their their, 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 the the on their own equipment and and asking the questions before just saying yeah i want that Give me that because the customer doesn't always know best the the people that know the equipment best should be recommending what should go in, not just saying, "Oh yeah, you want that we'll give you that right
2: yeah I think so yeah
1: yeah that, that's, that that's that's a huge um example of the customer not always knowing best <laughs> <laughs> for for what for what they need in their building, so that 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 that's huge, so they didn't uh, have to add in an extra mechanical room because of the the savings you. the floor space and then they didn't have to spend the money on that extra mechanical room. So you saved them huge dollars. Cool. So then let's move on to the, uh, the Delta hotel.
2: Yeah. So this one's all, this is more about, uh, pump control, um, because we had we were very fortunate to to win that project originally. So
1: oh, sorry, can I can I stop you for one second just so we can yes. get the the picture in our head? Where where is the Delta Hotel? What city is it in?
2: Oh, pardon me, downtown Toronto. Downtown uh, Toronto, okay. It's and it's it's uh, about two blocks from the waterfront. Okay. Uh, so, and and it's a gorgeous gorgeous hotel, uh, built in uh, I, I think finally finally startup took place November two thousand fourteen. Um so, and, and again, we were good enough, lucky enough to win the order, so we applied, we up- supplied them with a number of different pumps and different components, which was great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful client, and, and it's been a marquee inspiration for us. And, and so, but we had, we had come out with, you know, brand new technology within the last year or so, and we wanted to go back to them to say, hey, can we, can we install this? Egg and would you mind being a test case for us? And they said sure. You know, so we went in where we had originally installed uh, a dual arm, which is two, dual arm was effectively two motors sharing the same casing. So it was two 10 horsepower motors, and we swapped that out um, and gave them back a, one of the brand new Tango pumps with the new fancy. Design Envelope Intelligent Technology, mm-hmm. uh, again, two 10-horsepower motors sharing a single casing, and we installed that, uh, and we tuned it to match the same output of the original dual arm, 184 GPM, 170 feet ahead, uh, and and left it and said, okay, you know, let's let's try this out, and let's see if this really is as good as we hope it will be. Uh, and it was. It was fantastic. So it's the same motors, and it's it's roughly the same pump, but with better updated controls, uh, we saved them 40% in energy uh, on the same pump, which is yeah. just, just fantastic.
1: That's incredible. I mean, if if, if somebody could come into my house <laughs> and tell me, hey, if you do this, this, and this, you're going to save 40% uh, cost savings a year, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. No problem.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's so.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't care if it costs me um, 200% um, more than what it originally cost me to install these. If you're going to save me 40% a year, and in a couple of years I'll have that money back, and then the rest is just money in my pocket, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's incredible. So we got a couple London, England um, case studies. So I guess the first one would be the London Administration Building.
2: Yeah, but no, it's, it's unfortunate just because of the relationship, we're not allowed to reveal the name of the building. So it's okay, just that. Yeah. Not a problem. London administ- London administrative building, uh, government building. Now the, the interesting part of this was, you know, good for them. They were trying to do energy upgrading, and, and they were on a mission to improve the efficiency of of what was an older building. They and they had swapped out their old H V A C equipment and, and upgraded it. And and you know, again, kudos for having made that investment. The tough part of the story was that they were not getting the results they wanted. And they had basically they had already spent their money. They had they had done the upgrade, uh, and spent most of what they had and they did not get the efficiency improvement they wanted. They were still uh, they were still at two and a half kilowatts per ton. Uh, for for operating that, and that wasn't what they wanted to be. So what do you do? You know, money's gone. But they came to Armstrong and said, okay, look, can you you help us out? And, And we looked at the situation and said, well, yes, actually we can. There's a new control solution that we've got
1: can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Sorry, sorry to uh, barge in there. So when they ask yeah. you to look at the situation, do you actually send somebody to the physical site, or do you just look at the numbers and the plans that, that they, they send over to you?
2: My understanding for that one, because we have an office very, very close to London, we went.
1: Okay. Right. Got, gotcha. Okay.
2: I don't know that that would happen in every case, but that one, yes.
1: Okay. Okay, but you can. So, yeah continue i just wanted to know i was just trying to picture in my mind if, if you guys send out somebody and they just kind of they go around and they assess each part of the building and take notes and then but i guess you can do this remotely if you have the the plans and the numbers that 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 it's they want true. and and the numbers that they're they're seeing
2: it's true and i, yeah. I you know if, I, if you're interested at the end of the there's there's a pretty pretty a solution we have for doing just that remotely Yep. um uh, but but that's how uh, we can get to that okay so, so, so he came to us and said, uh, you know, can you help him? We said, yeah, there's a controller, and because you've got, you know, this equipment, the controller can bolt on, and it literally orchestrates existing HVAC components, so uh, pump, chiller, towers, fans, etc., and it, it gets everybody operating at the right levels to take advantage of the efficiency that each component has. Uh, and And just by doing that, we improved their efficiency, but you know it, it was more than that, right it, It's funny, I wish I wish in this context you could you could show a graph. I can't really show a graph over the phone, but but it's amazing because we we flip the switch at something like four: thirty in the afternoon and by five pm the efficiency had improved 51% in the building.
1: That's crazy. So the my notes say that the uh controller here is called the Optivisor. Yeah. And this yeah. controller has um capabilities to control pumps, tower chiller, all all that stuff in one.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay, it, can it be um can can you dial into it remotely or or through the internet or can it be uh, integrated with like a, a BAS? like through BACnet or anything like that? Yes, it can. Oh, it's okay. With the awesome. Cool. So you can actually remotely um, log in and see what this Optivisor is doing.
2: And and more than, just because you raised it and thank you, when we do the Optivisor installation, it comes with one free uh, year of a service. Like I. Uh, well, it's not a monitoring service. It's much more than that. The EcoPulse <laughs> monitors and also optimizes based on the results seen. So there's human intervention uh, to monitor the operation of all your components and mm-hmm. give advice on how to tweak any of the settings for even better optimization. Mm-hmm. And you get one free year of that service. I think one of the people you spoke to earlier was Tanji. Yep. Uh from Armstrong Tanji yep. looks after that looks after that service um and uh and yeah so so it's it's an amazing amazing solution
1: so when the opti visor goes in, do you have to send uh an agent over to commission or like a rep over to commission it or can this be done by the the, the contractor themselves
2: I think the contractor can install uh and then through the connection through EcoPulse, uh uh, so sure I can take it from
1: there. Awesome. Okay, so you just kind of tell them um, how you want the building to run and work and work with um, a representative, and then you guys kind of talk and communicate and get the building flowing um, as, as mm-hmm. per the the, the way the, the, the operator, the owner, or the, the the contractor wants it to run, right? That's exactly it. Right. Awesome. So that's, that's the Optivisor. And can we see more of the Optivisor on your website?
2: Uh, it's there. Yeah.
1: I don't, yeah. It's there to be found. Exactly. So arm, arm service as well. armstrongfluidtechnology.com. Do you have a search bar where someone could just write an Optivisor and then it'll pop up? Yeah,
2: exactly. Okay.
1: All right. Cause that, that, that's a good point because if a building's already up and the owner doesn't have any money to spend to replace pumps and put, uh, new pumps in or whatever, then that this is, um, this is a good option. Um, to, br- to bring the, the building forward and save a little bit of money. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So one more London location, and that's the uh, the London condo tower.
2: Yeah, and there again, we're, it has to remain that. We're not allowed to say. But just imagine possibly the world's most expensive neighborhood, and we'll leave it at that. So so, so probably
1: very... 90, 99% of us listening can't, can't afford to live there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, certainly not me. How about yeah? That?
1: Yeah, not me either.
2: <laughs> but uh, the story—it's interesting. It's a little, a little bit of drama, but it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. They, an organization, had planned and pre-sold condominiums uh, in this very expensive location, and they had done so on the basis of, uh, you know, luxury, of course. But as a part of that, they, they made a commitment to a very narrow band of temperatures in the building. Promising that you know it, it will not be hot and it will not be cold, it will always be perfectly comfortable.
1: Ooh, big big mistake to rich people because rich people think yeah, they right. can throw throw money at anything and it'll just be solved. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, but, and, and they almost had to because yeah. it, it turned out that their commitment to this narrow band of temperatures would have required that they purchase this unbelievably expensive HVAC system, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so all the different components would have been too expensive to purchase. And, and it gets worse. After that, when they figured out everything they had to purchase, they realized they didn't have enough floor space in the building for all those components. And then it gets even worse. They figured out the power draw of all of those components and realized that there was not enough power in the local grid oh, damn. to run them all. Yeah, so they were really in a jam. You know, they're, they're, they're literally staring at the possibility of not being able to go ahead with the project. Uh, and then they came to Armstrong and said, "Help!" Uh, so, so this is where the packaging capabilities come into play. Where, where Armstrong said, "Yeah, sure. We, first of all, we can we can put together a system that's more efficient, so you don't need such large components." Uh, secondly, we can build them all together into very, very compact package systems so that it fits in the space you've got. And then finally, because it's all more efficient uh, and the components are smaller, it will fit within the power restrictions that you have in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, problem solved. And, and so we save them on, on the, on the equipment, we save them $800,000. And then in the operation of the building, we saved them, we estimated, you have to estimate this number, but it was 900,000 kilowatts per year, which translates to roughly $140,000 per year in energy. Yeah, that's huge. Isn't that just eye popping?
1: Yeah, it is. So,
2: what, what um,
1: you said you, you built them a package unit. Like, what, what was included in that package?
2: Uh, that one was pumps, obviously, yeah. uh, chiller, uh, and I believe we did not do the cooling towers for that. Mm-hmm. So pumps and chillers and related uh, components, and, and then just put that on a skid. You know? Wow! And, and yeah.
1: So you you obviously because um, you guys don't manufacture chillers, you, you purchase. A chiller from from another um manufacturer you bring it in and then you you, you build it all up right that's correct okay that's yeah that, that that's a good service because uh you know what i haven't even really heard of uh, of that before usually yeah you, you go in the chiller gets set uh plumber comes in or pipe fitter comes in or starts running piping then then they add the, the pumps after and then continue down the line the fact that the pump's already installed on the chiller when you when you open up the box (laughs) that's 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 amazing yeah
2: well now okay i mean i would imagine you would have experience with manufacturers pointing at each other like if there's a problem in the building don't call me it's his fault right
1: um yeah not (laughs) not just manufacturers but engineers uh contractors they're they're all they're all pointing at each other i I mean we used to we used to do um a lot of install work uh a long a long a long time ago we don't really do much we had an install division and we we took care of um uh basically this this company that designed and built computer rooms from scratch so they would they would hire all the trades to come in and um like plumbers electricians they had hvac uh, people to build the floor people to put in the lights and everybody gets in this room if if a breaker trips for the building, <laughs> while someone's working, everybody starts pointing at everybody else, and that's just like a breaker tripping. So I can imagine when it comes to thousands, hundred thousands, millions of dollars, nobody's wanna going to take that blame. So I could see the finger pointing just getting out of control.
2: It does. It does yeah. sometimes. But, yeah. but there, there again, to me, that's a big deal. That's an important part of what we offer with the package system. Which, yeah, is what what we refer to as single source accountability or responsibility. Yeah, where you know we built it. We tested it, um, and 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 we ship it out to site fully ready to go, and we're prepared to take responsibility for for the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that that that's good. So you guys are you guys are designing, building, saving money and you are actually turning the finger, your own finger and pointing it back at you when something goes wrong.
2: Okay, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That
1: that that's 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 stand up because I learned a long time ago, if there's a problem that you caused you admit that you caused that problem. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: And you don't and you don't pass blame to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah Sounds like Sounds like there's a You guys having a party Over at Armstrong
2: well, a, little, <laughs> can... a little bit <laughs> Are like you that. I'm just... <laughs> That's okay it's,
1: I just All of a sudden I heard like about Five or six different voices In the background
2: Well um, <laughs> you, you know You know Abby Because you talk to yeah, him He's got a good Strong voice so. <laughs>
1: Yeah 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 you guys are all Strong characters over there That's for sure Right Okay. Well, I oh, yeah. think I, I think um, I think we've we've touched on everything that that we've wanted to touch on. I mean, sure. the, the the bullet points that we discussed in the beginning, I think, have all came full circle with with these um, all of these examples you've given us with the arena, the hotel, the the admin building, and the uh, condo tower. So that, that's that's really awesome stuff. That's great. Okay. Thank
2: you. I Appreciate your
1: time. Yeah, I, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate Armstrong. Being part of of what I'm doing here to try to educate um, the people in the industry uh, that are in HVAC and possibly getting into hvac and and people in the control side, the manufacturers, everybody involved so um, just listening if we pick up one little thing that we learn from we can we can carry that forward and build upon it so I want to thank you guys for 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 jumping on the podcast four times. I mean that's unbelievable, and all the pump tips and and so on and so forth. And um, we're not done yet. We got some stuff, more stuff coming up, but we'll keep that on lock until we release it. So, Steve, I, Stephen, I thank you very much for getting on the podcast with me. And um, you enjoy the rest of your day.
0: It baffles my mind that just by recommending a different style of pump, we save that much on floor space, we save that much on piping, we save that much on money in general, and we prevent from building a whole other room. That's incredible stuff. So the moral of the story, or that in particular story, is that the customer is not always right when they approach you with something that they want to install in their building or their home. You're the professional. You assess, and you tell them what they should be installing. Maybe what you request won't make you as much up front. Maybe. Perhaps it'll make you more. But if you put something in that's going to be more efficient and make the customer happy over the long haul, then guess what? You're going to have that customer for life because you did the right thing. You didn't just try to make a sale. Now that's how you build a business, by keeping customers happy. So they keep coming back to you for solutions. Now that's what Armstrong did in those four case studies. They provided solutions to their customers to save them money and that made them happy. Because everybody likes to save money, including me and including you. So I gotta thank Stephen for getting onto the podcast. It was a great conversation, I learned a lot. And, Stephen, you're welcome back anytime. You guys have a great day. Happy HVACing.